Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I pray is being a blessing to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. The Bible that God our Father wrote to me and you tells us about all kinds of things that our Father has made available to and is willing to do for me and you. Things that he thought important enough for us to have that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to bleed and die so that we can have them. Well, since God wants us to have and experience them so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to bleed and die for us to be able to have and experience them, then we need to do what we need to do to actually have and experience all those things that God has made available to me and you. Since God's word tells us that they are rightfully ours, then it's only right that we receive and achieve each and every one of those things that Jesus Christ bled and died to be ours. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. John chapter 10, let's dive back in, starting with verse 9. Letters in red is what Jesus said, so it ain't it mean it ain't no lie. He says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Notice salvation comes before the ability to be able to go in and out and find pasture. Salvation comes as a result of receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But once we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, an and jumps in. And and is a conjunction. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up phrases and clauses and all kind of stuff making it run right. Which means that it can go on without it, but it chose to hook up with something and take it to and take that in there too. Which means there's some other things that are available in you that exceed our salvation. Salvation is off the fascese. But there's some other stuff that's there to make your life real easy. If you just lock in with it and let God do what he do, he's also made things available to you. Now there's a a thief that's out here that's trying to stop me and you from receiving what God has in store for me and you. But I got good news. Although there is a thief, the thief come up not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I am coming that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. We know Jesus is the personification of the word of God. He's a personification of the word of God that was sent to me and you to be able to allow us to be able to know what's true so that we can be able to then have faith and receive what's necessary as a result of what God was sending to me and you. Well, God has sent us a word, letting us know that things are rightfully ours. He said, I came that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. We found out that that word might is an opportunity, which means it's not an automatic, which means just because you saved don't mean you're going to have this type of life. I don't care what kind of crazy teaching you get, where's God? I can show you 50 zillion other Christians that never got it to prove that I know what I'm talking about. Where's God? They can stay in a fantasy world all they want to. I deal with reality. Where's God? And folk don't have what God died for them to have completely. They got the salvation, that's because he did that for them. But now we got to do get the stuff that's into our lives. Now we got a part to play in that. You had a part to play in the salvation too, which means you had to receive what he said to you. You heard it, believed that it was true, and ordered your life according to what he said to you and therefore you received it now you got to order your life according to this part because there's an and conjunction junction what's your function hooking up a separate thing 
so that it can be able to go along with the first thing. Well, the separate thing is that what kind of life you're going to have as a result of the fact that you now saved. He said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Well, if it's an automatic, why he talking about might? Praise God, because ain't no might to it. If it's an automatic, if it's all on him and he handled everything, ain't no might involved. It should be definite. But no, there's a might because somebody else is involved. He's a definite. We're not. He's, he, he, he's, he's, he's the, the constant. We're, we're the variable. And he has to change the variable into a constant, get the variable to line up with the constant so that we can then do like we're supposed to do. We got to hook up with him and let him take us to where he wants to do. He said, I came that you might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I like that. That just makes me smile. I like life on overflow. Amen. Amen. Life is good on overflow. I had problems on overflow, but now I got life on overflow. Anybody ever had problems on overflow? Mm-hmm. Getting all over everybody around you too. Just like me. Amen. The same thing was true. But Jesus Christ came to bring that to an end and cause another thing to begin. And that another thing is called life like he wants us to do. So he's already said yay and amen to me and you. He's already made available these things to me and you. He said it to us. Now the question is, is will we allow those things to be able to manifest in the midst of our life like we want to? And we've been looking about at some of these exceeding great and precious promises that he's given me and you of things that are available to me and you. We've been looking recently at the, at the, the promise of answer prayer, that that's rightfully ours. Answer prayer. Now, I know people say, well, I know that. No, you don't because you don't, you don't believe it because you don't conduct yourself according to it. If you knew the building was on fire, you wouldn't sit your crazy self down in it and be able to you know, camp out in it. Praise God. Hey, man, if you really believed it was on fire, you'd make a move. Well, if you really believe you got answered prayer, why are you still sitting in jacked up situations when you know you got answered prayer? You don't believe it. Praise God. Get, a, get, a, get out to Christianese in the, in the verbiage that we use and get into the reality of whether this thing is actually happening to you. Because if, it, if you're not stepping into it, it's because you don't believe it. Because if you, if, if, if you believed it, Shoot, there would be a backlog in heaven of the prayers that you would be putting up. Praise God. Hallelujah. There'd be a whole section over in heaven just stacked up. Your prayers are stacked up. Praise God. Because you, if you really believe this, you would get to pray. You get to praying. Is anybody here ever here? But our mouths are closed because we don't believe what I'm saying. But God is trying to get us to be able to see this so that we can believe this and receive what he got in store for me and you. Especially during times of trouble. That's the one we've been working on more recently. Is that we want to know that God answers our prayer in time of trouble. Well, we found out he do because God hears the prayers of his people when they're in trouble and he will answer them. He'll get you out of that trouble. That trouble will come to an end. He'll be able to get you out of that trouble and be able to make you allow you to successfully make it forward into the end. Because when God hears the prayers of the righteous, we found out last time that he delivers them from their troubles. That's what he said. He said, I cried unto the Lord and he delivered me out of all my troubles. That's what he said. Praise God. Well, if he did it for them, he'll do it for me and you. Because we found out he's right nigh, me and you, when we do that. God will answer. Because when we call upon him in prayer, he'll answer us. He'll respond to us. The message Bible put it this way. He says, then when you pray, God will answer. You call out for help and I'll say, here I am. Well, God will say, here I am. I'm right here. I'm right here to handle this situation for you. That's good news. Praise God. We ain't got to be saying, oh, come by here, oh, Lord. Just come by here, if you please. No, all we got to do is just hit our knees. Praise God. And just throw a prayer up to heaven. And God will throw an answer down to you. And he'll tap you on your shoulder and say, here I am. I'm right here with you. Poised and prepared. 
eagerly anticipating an opportunity to come through for you. Everybody say, that's good news. Mm-hmm. Turn to Psalms number three. Let's dive into today's stuff. I'm telling you, it's going to bless you. If you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. Psalms number three. God answers our prayer, especially when we're in trouble. I said, especially when we're in trouble. Here's another testimony by the psalmist that God heard his prayers and came through when he was in trouble. He gave testimony after testimony after testimony in the Psalms about how God saved him from those things that was wrong. Testimony after testimony. We're going to read another one here in Psalms number three. We're going to read, read stanza number three. Oh, and by the way, since God answered the psalmist's prayer when he was in trouble, then that means he'll do the same thing for me and you. So we ain't just reading this for entertainment. We're in an inspiration as well as instruction of what we need to do. He said, stanza number three. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? We got something in common. He said, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. Yes, he is. My glory and the lifter of my head. Now, why he doesn't need his head lifted? Because he got some stuff going on. Praise God. Where's your head get to hanging down when stuff starts happening? Y'all ain't never happening. Praise God. You know all about your shoes and everything on on the ground. Because you keep looking down when stuff going on. Hallelujah. You ain't never been there. You don't know what I'm talking about. Praise God. But you, 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 something about your head get to lean. Maybe it's all the thoughts that's on your head. They get to pressing on it and just pushing it down. Maybe all those problems is leaning on you and you're thinking about what to do and all these possibilities of, of, of solutions and answers that none of them work all riding on the foot. And then they get, you know, when you lean your head forward, then they all run to the front and then they lean on your head. And then it causes your head to go. I don't, I don't know the actual physiology of it, but I, but I do know this. Head, heads hang when problems hit folks. Praise God. That I do know. Praise God. But the psalmist told said what he did in that situation that would cause God to be the glory and the lifter of his head. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. Can I, oh, not yet. And he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. He said, I cried unto the Lord. I love how he said, with my voice. Woo! That don't do nothing for you. That excites me, praise God. But I know a whole, I know, I know whole, whole denominations of religion that require somebody else to pray for that person. But they got to go find them a priest. Yeah. Yeah. They got to go find them a man of God or a woman of God. No, most of them, they don't even listen to women of God. They, 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 they got to go find them a man of God yeah. who don't work on Mondays and have office hours on Tuesdays and, yeah. and won't answer the phone because just tell them I'm busy. Praise God and, 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 and can't get through them while they're in the midst of their trouble. Amen. But the psalmist told us, he said, I cried unto him with my voice. Yeah. Woo! Somebody can say, I got standing. Remember, we learned that already. We got standing with the Lord, which means we got access to the God. We can cry unto him with our voice. We don't need nobody else's voice. I mean, thank God for somebody else's voice, especially when they're coming into agreement with you. But as for needing it, no, uh-uh, no, no, don't need it because you can do it yourself. You can cry unto the Lord yourself and he'll hear you out of his holy hill. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice and he heard me. Good God Almighty. That word cried right there means to call out, to call out to. He called out to the Lord when he was in trouble. He called out to the Lord when he was in trouble. Crying to the Lord and calling out to the Lord refers to his prayers to the Lord. He prayed unto the Lord, but he prayed intensely to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord. That's why it carries an elliptical statement as if accosting somebody. This isn't like, hey, hey. It's like, hey! Hey! 
It ain't like God how to healing it, how to hear it. It's talking about the passion that that person have because of what's going on in the middle of their life. So it's important to know when stuff is going on in your life, this ain't time to be polite. Are you listening to me? You about to, you, 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 you don't hit the brakes and your car ain't broke. And, and, and it's just keep moving forward and you look like it's about to run into something, maybe go off a cliff or something. You ain't got time to say, oh, greatest God up in heaven. If it thou would please us, stop my vehicle, I would appreciate it greatly. For thou art, no, see, no. Hey, hey. You got to accost because you need an answer. Now. He said, I called out to the Lord when he was in trouble. Properly, that word cried means to address by name. Properly, it means to address by name. Now, this implies the personalness that exists between the requester and the one who the quest is being made to. The requester and the one to whom the quest is being made. Let me clear my English. You know, you got an education, so my preposition don't dangle. Praise God. It implies the personalness, praise God, that exists between the requester and the one to whom the request is made. See, we can call out to God in prayer because it's personal between him and us. Somebody say personal. We got it like that. It's personal between us and God. We ain't got no faraway God, no deist God that's out in heaven someplace. We don't know where. Where's God? Because he just came and made the earth and then booked and we ain't seen him since like, like some folk, like some daddies do. Praise God. You know, we ain't got no, 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 no absentee God. Praise God. He's right there. It's personal between us. Mm-hmm. He knows who we are and we know who he is. We know he can handle the trouble that we face. And we and he know that we can't. We got something in common. He knows it. We know it. So he know when we praying, we ain't praying about just, you know, lati da, blasi, you know, stuff going on. We praying about something we can't handle. And he the only one can handle. We know that he can come through for us. And he knows we need him to come through for us. It's personal between God and us. It also implies the personalness that the one to whom the request is made thinks of the request. This also implies the personalness that the one whom the request is made thinks of the prayer. See, when we call when we call upon God in prayer and make a request to Him, that request we make to God is personal to God. He knows that we're trusting and dependent upon Him. He knows that we're calling upon him because we need him. Amen. Maybe I'll do it this way. I got three children. Praise God. Two girls and then a boy. Praise God. Amen. I was blessed. I'm a blessed man. Praise God. Yes, I am. I'm a blessed man. Trust me. When, you know, I got one of them phones that when they call, their name comes across. Okay. When their name comes across, I answer. It's personal. Yeah. Ask me why. Because they never call for small talk. Don't say, oh, it's just real. They don't call for small talk. And so since they don't call for small talk, if they name come across, something's up. They need me. I don't know what level. I don't know to what degree. But I know they need me. Because I know they don't call just to be calling. So I answer. It's personal. That call is a personal call. I could be in the middle of a meeting. I look down and I see their name. Excuse me just for a second, please. Amen. 
I see something going on. Excuse me just for a second. In fact, there's only one person I won't say excuse me to, and that's the bishop. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. It's true. Praise God. It is. Everybody else, excuse me. Praise God. I got, got to get this. Hallelujah. Excuse me. Why? Because it's personal. Does that make sense? And my kids calling me. That's my kids that need something from me. So as I see their name, focus is now on that. And I got to handle this. Yo, baby, what's up? What you need? You know, they might start off with small talk. Well, hi, you know. I was just... Amen. Yeah, amen. Praise God. Amen. Look, I'm busy. Come on, come on. Come on. Get to the point. Get to the point. $50, $50, $100, you know. I knew it. Come on by. I got you. Come on by. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's personal. Anybody, somebody say it's personal. See when, see, when we call out to God, it's personal to God. He knows that we're trusting and dependent upon him. And he knows that the results will be devastating if he doesn't answer our prayers. The results, results will be devastating if he doesn't answer our prayers. He won't let that happen. See, it's not just practical that God does this. It's personal that God does this. Them came from my loins. It's going to get handled. You will not be ashamed. And we came from God. And God said, did you that trust in me shall not be ashamed. Shall not. Not I'm going to do what I can. Shall not be ashamed. Why? Because it's personal. And because we're personal to God and our request is personal to God too. When we pray, there's going to be an answer that's going to come to me and you. When the psalmist cried unto the Lord, he said God heard his voice. That word heard right there means to eye it. He eyed his voice. He heard his voice. He eyed him. See, when he prayed, God eyed him. Now, remember, we learned last week that this eye is, is, is as in turning his gaze toward him. Okay. Turning his gaze toward the one, the, the one that was praying him. Like if I was over here and then Daniel called my name out. Praise God. Pastor. I, see, I'd eye him. Hey, man, don't you say I'm preaching? What you doing calling my name? Praise God. Amen. <laughs> But he'd get my attention to the point that I would change my focus. Does that make sense? Now, God's always got you on his mind. But he's trying to get an image across to you that lets you know that the moment you call out of him, he focuses on you from that moment forward. The focus intensifies. What? Praise God. That's awesome. Because remember we learned last time, this is him focusing on us, listening attentive to what we're saying. This is him heeding and paying attention to what it is that we're saying while we're praying. This is him doing what's necessary to respond to the prayer that we're praying. So he wants to hear from us. What do you have the faith that I can do? Not what do you want me to do? What do you have the faith that I can do? Because he's listening for faith too. Does that make sense to anybody? Because he know when you're just running your mouth saying what you heard somebody else say. And he no faith when he hear it too. Oh, yes, he does. He had listened to gazillions of, of, of Jews talking and praying. But when he ran into one centurion, he said, I ain't found faith like that up in, 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 in Israel. Why? Because he can distinguish the difference between the two. And he's listening attentively so he can hear the faith coming from you. 
Now, the awesome fact that we know God hears and takes heed to and pays attention to and will respond to our prayer affords us the ability to do two things that the next two stanzas says. It affords us the ability to do two things that the next two stanzas says. The first thing is found in stanza number five. The second thing is found in stanza number six. First one is found in stanza number five. Second one is found in stanza number six. In stanza number five, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Somebody say thank you for the word. And we go four into five. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hills. Selah. I laid me down and slept. I wait for the Lord to sustain me. He said, I laid me down to sleep. That's the first one right there. Is that the first thing is that you'll have the ability to lay down and sleep. Now that's big, but somebody said, I know that's right. Somebody feeling me on this one. That one's big. See, some of y'all ain't never, I can tell you ain't never been through nothing. Praise God, because you don't know nothing about it. You had stuff like, you know, your bill was a little late. It didn't, you know, you know. You ain't never, you don't know what I'm talking about here. Hallelujah. This is big. Somebody say big. Now, you might not know, but when folk don't know what they're going to do about a problem that they have, their sleep might be affected. Mm-hmm. Now, that even includes some saints, too. Because you preach something like this in the middle of a church, especially a Christian church, especially a word church. A lot of folk be like, mm-mm, not me. That's a bad confession. Excuse me. Shut up. And deal with reality. God did not give me the spirit of fear. I know that. But that don't change that when this situation hit, fear has this ability to show up too. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about born again, spirit-filled, Bible-toting, yellow pen marking, sanctified saints ha, on their way to heaven and glad about it. Our ability to lay down and sleep can become affected by the problems we face. Yeah, it can. Well, I was just up praying. You ain't never prayed at that time of night. I just led to read my word. You ain't never been up at that type of night until this problem done slapped you upside your head. Our ability to lay down and sleep can become affected by the problem we face, especially when it's right there in our face. But the psalmist testified that after he cried unto the Lord, the Lord heard him out of his holy hill and that he was able to lay down and get some sleep. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed for what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that it's really true about the fact that there are things that God's word says rightfully belong to me and you. Things that God said in his word that he's willing and wanting to do. I hope that you're learning that our proper response to what God's word says that he do will determine whether or not the things that God's willing and wanting to do will actually happen for me and you. So let's learn to respond properly to God's word that he's shared with me and you by believing that the promises of God are really true so that God can cause all of those things to be able to manifest in the lives of me and you, those things that are rightfully ours. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. 
Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. That'll pick you up at home and then drop you off at home after the service. So if you don't have transportation and you're in need of ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'd be glad to come and get you. And to all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You'll go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Neither ride, VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing both you and your boo this Friday at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.